0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: Military medicine has gone through continual evolution over the decades. Coronavirus, just as surely as any armed conflict, is changing the way military doctors are looking at medical care right now. Leaders at the Defense Health Agency say COVID-19 is forcing caregivers to innovate and treat the pandemic like a war. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni joins me with more. And Scott, coronavirus has been in the news in the military a lot here and there on the whole how big a problem is it been so far for the armed forces
0: I'd say it's a growing problem and I say that because it's it's almost an exponentially growing problem right now there's almost 38,000 military related people with uh, cases and the thing about this the reason I say exponentially growing is that the cases have almost more than doubled excuse me more than doubled in the past 3 weeks so uh, you know that's a, a huge concern for the military now The the military has said all along that they have a young base of of people. You know, obviously, there's younger people that serve in the military, people that are physically fit and don't have pre-existing conditions. They aren't concerned about deaths, but they are concerned about health. And the reason that they're concerned about the health is, well, it takes people out of their jobs and then it can further infect people, which affects readiness. But it could also, as we've seen, uh, COVID isn't just something that causes death, but causes conditions for later on in life.
1: You almost have to go back to 1918 in the pandemic of the so-called Spanish flu, which took out a lot of military people to find an analog to this current situation, don't you?
0: That's right. And that's what's really interesting about this and the fact that they've called it something that's similar to a conflict because they have the same sort of Issue when you go into a new war. Every new war brings its its own sort of uh, new improvisations and new sort of challenges. So if you remember back in the um, Iraq War and the Afghanistan War, uh, which are still going on, but you know in the early days, the improvised explosive devices sort of brought this whole new sort of trauma care. Uh, to the forefront, people were losing limbs there were these explosions kind of wounds that were very hard to uh, stop the bleeding and take care of and they put a lot of emphasis on treating brain injuries they put a lot of emphasis on saving limbs and things like that and that technology has grown a lot because of those innovations because of that need within the the uh, combat and trauma area so it was something, that on the fly they had to learn, and now the COVID situation is doing exactly that. It's causing these medical, uh, military medical doctors to have to do the same thing, and also civilian doctors as well.
1: And what are they doing? Do we have any stories yet?
0: Right. So w- one of the differences that uh, you know the civilian, like I said, civilian and military are working together on this. So that's something that they're sort of innovating t- at, at this point as well. You know, in the past it was the military that was really kind of sticking with their own innovations. The civilian doctors didn't have to worry about you know, uh, limbs and things like that, as much as uh, the military doctors did. But uh, now that they're together, one of the things that the military doctors are doing is using the Joint Trauma Center. What that is, is a center of excellence that the military doctors use. And they sort of put all of their ideas together in one big best practice database and talk about the ideas that they have. Um, you know, say this really worked for me. So in the past, they used that for, you know, blunt trauma type things. And they and the first thing that they did was just go on this registry and start talking through lots of different ideas, and bringing up therapies from all over the world. So you can have someone at Stuttgart uh, in Germany talking to someone in Pensacola, Florida, sharing an idea saying, hey, I, I treated someone with this, it's doing really well with COVID. And, you know, it changes uh, changes things throughout the, the whole COVID situation. Uh, one of the other similarities to conflict is that you can't come home from conflict. And that's something that the military is helping the civilian world with. You know, if you think about the uh, conflicts, the military doctors that are in conflict, they say, you know, they, they, they're in it. They're seeing people dying every day. They're friends. And then they're also subjected to the possibility of a bomb hitting them or something like that. Well, civilian doctors are doing that exact same thing now. They're they could possibly get COVID. They're seeing people that they love die from this. So they're trying to help them understand what it's like to be a victim of these issues too.
1: We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni. Have any specific innovations come out of this?
0: They have. There's a really cool kind of innovation that's come out of this, and it's actually FDA approved now. So really, it, it can be used all over the place. Uh, and it's the it's called the KAMIC, which is the COVID-19 Airway Management Isolation Chamber. And what's really cool about this is it only costs about $15 to make, and you can do it really with almost anything. You, know, you can probably make one with what you have in your kitchen. And what it is, it's a little tent that's negatively pressurized, and it goes around the patient's chest, and then all the way to their head. And that way, if a patient is mobilized, you know, they can't wear a mask, something like that, or a doctor's doing surgery, it really takes care to make sure that nothing escapes that that area, you know, a doctor's really close to the, the patient when he's doing surgery, or she's doing surgery. So, um, you know, having that, uh, that extra really isolation chamber around them, um, to make sure nothing gets out is helpful for them to make sure that the doctors stay safe.
1: That sounds like it would make a great Halloween costume.
0: Yeah, it really would. It's uh, kind of like, you know, an ET when uh, everyone's in those hazmat suits. That's, that's really what it looks like just on a smaller scale.
1: But negatively pressured means that stuff goes in air, but coronavirus spores don't come out.
0: Got exactly. It. It's, yeah, it's like a tent that uh, just keeps everything inside.
1: All right. And uh, any mental innovations?
0: I mean, yeah, there's a few apps that they've put together for uh, first responders, and it's really a suite of apps that they're putting out there. And they're just basic things that uh, are helpful, uh, meditation, uh, and then also guidelines for you know, just checking on your fellow doctors, checking in, looking at warning signs for burnout, for stress, for post-traumatic stress disorder. Those are just go- coming in a suite through the military, just an easier way to access those uh, resources.
1: All right, and switching gears here for a moment while we have you, the Senate has vetted the nominee to lead U.S. Northern Command, and they're thinking about something during covid namely hurricanes we haven't seen how that could smear things around yet
0: right well hurricane hannah has already hit uh, the southeast and and uh, we've seen how they've responded a little bit but as you know and we saw during hurricane katrina that germs are a huge issue when it comes to sitting water when it comes to hurricanes and all that kind of stuff so um you know he said that the joints that's that's general van herk who's going to be the northern command next commander if he gets confirmed by the senate Uh, we've seen that the joint staff has created a plan for Northern Command, how they're going to be working through this. They have it set. It's in their their pocket. They're ready to use it when they need to. He was very sparse on plans, but at least we know that they have something that they're possibly doing.
1: And a final question, again, on a new topic, but you've reported, too, that uh, Richard Shelby, the senator, has put in a lot of acquisition funds for the Defense Department in the Senate's version of the COVID-19 Next Pandemic Relief Bill, the HEALS Act, and there's about $29 billion for the military, and $8 billion of that is acquisition of stuff.
0: That's right, and and some of the things that we're seeing are a billion dollars going to P-8 Poseidon jets for the uh, for that, that is, are made by Boeing. We're seeing lots of money going to Lockheed for the uh, creation of new F-35s, and also money to repair and upgrade weapons. There's going to be new uh, wings for the A-10s and then lots of things for the ground-based missile deterrent as well.
1: Interesting. In the summary that the Senate committee put out, it said $8 billion for acquisition for support of the defense industrial base during the pandemic. (laughs) So they had a kind of pandemic angle on it. There is a lot of military money for pandemic response, like building facilities to keep people far apart, support for army telework and all of these things. But there is that acquisition piece in there. And I just wonder if that's going to make it through to the final bill. I don't I even think all the Republicans. I a lot of
0: debate on that, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I don't think even all the Republicans support all of the provisions that are in there at this point.
0: I think that it's going to be something that, that people are going to be talking about a lot, especially considering the trillions of dollars that the government has already spent on coronavirus. I'm not sure that they want to spend more on just uh, jet fighters at this point.
1: All right. Federal News Network, Scott Massioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Check out his stories at federalnewsnetwork.com.
0: A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com/podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.